Hi, Greg Perry, the historic preservationist. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the golden mean, the golden rule of classical Greek architecture. Uh, anyone who's heavily involved in art fully understands this. Maybe some don't, but they uh, they just produce beautifully proportioned art, and, and they've not studied the golden mean. So let's talk a little bit about it uh, with regard to how chair rails would be placed and formed in colonial or Georgian homes using the golden means. Ever wonder why you may like old houses? Maybe there's a certain room from your grandmother's house that evokes fond memories, but you can't quite pinpoint why it was so special. Often the reason is because it was built and designed using classical proportions and scale. The same thing with just uh, wonderfully proportioned automobiles. And uh, one of my favorites is the, the French Delahaye from the late 1930s. Moving sculpture, no doubt. Nothing compares to them. Uh, and even today in the high-end sports car market, you just get revamped uh, idiocy from the design standpoint, uh, you know, like uh, Lamborghinis and some Ferraris are just so, so out of bounds. I mean, the designs are squarish and pointish, but maybe in the last couple of years, things have changed a bit. But anyway, it takes what we're saying here. It, it, it just, it just hits you when you see it, when you see a, a car, a, a piece of sculpture, a piece of architecture, a woman, a man who catches your eye. It's not just the one thing, it's the overall ambiance of the whole situation. So I uh, hope we didn't offend anyone out there with the Ferraris or Lamborghinis. But uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's get on with it. Uh, a century ago, builders, craftsmen, architects, and designers knew something that's been mostly forgotten today, the rules of classical design. Before the age of production houses, and these bloody plastic developments that we see all around us in the good old USA. Everyone involved in the craft of building houses understood and designed using classical rules on everything from porches to interior trim. Let's just take a minute and backtrack. Every builder, and they were independent builders, had classical training, and they knew how to proportion and go by the rules the rules of eye-catching, mind-catching architecture. Classical details were understood and natural, whether it be a Georgian home or a Victorian mansion. So it didn't matter the style, the stylistic changes. Um, it's about the proportions. In order to perform proper restoration work today, it's important to understand these classical rules. They're crucial to good design and for getting missing details right in a historic house. And too many times when you're approaching historic architecture, um, because of the stylistic changes over the years, there's been components that have been raped. And uh, when someone is demanding a uh, full-blown sympathetic restoration, you have to understand what was once there and how it was designed and the proportions of it. The window, the door, the moldings, the placement of the moldings. So let's talk about a classical primer. The classical rules of design and proportion were established by the Greeks and Romans. 
and reaffirmed during the Renaissance. The Greeks, and then the Romans, looked to nature and man as a model for design, discovering in both places a proportion so perfect that they called it the golden ratio. It is best realized in the golden rectangle, a mathematical ratio roughly three to five. Our bodies are full of golden rectangles. The length of the hand to length of the forearm is one example. The height of your belly button to your total height is often a golden ratio. The human body is an amazing proportional study of beauty and scale. The Greeks and Romans understood and designed their proportion systems around it. Each of the five orders, Tuscan, Doric, Ionic, Corinthian, and Composite, are based on the human scale, usually represented in the height and the width of a column. So the column contains everything you need to know to build a piece of furniture or to build a, a, a dwelling, a classical dwelling, or to apply the ornamentational proportions inside it. For example, the very similar Tuscan and Doric orders have a 1 to 7 ratio, where 1 equals the column width and 7 is the height. These orders are usually referred to as masculine because they have male proportions. Not coincidentally, my foot is 11 inches long and I'm almost 77 inches tall, a 1 to 7 ratio. The Ionic and the Corinthian orders are based on women's bodies with smaller proportions, a 1 to 8 and a 1 to 9 ratio, respectively. Caryatids, caryatids entablature top female sculptures that serve as columns. These are also found at the Acropolis in Athens and provide the best visual tie between the human body and the classical proportion system. Veterusus, the Roman engineer and writer, is of one of the only architectural books that we have from antiquity. He wrote about the gender-specific personalities of the different column orders. One reason we feel so comfortable in classical rooms is because they are designed and lay out, laid out on a human scale. Often when we like a room and we can't explain why, it's or a car or, or a motorcycle or whatever we're talking about here, it's because it's been laid out using these classical rules, making us feel naturally more comfortable there or inside. So let's talk about the molding, the moldings. So before 1940, all the moldings in a room were laid out according to classical scale. The height of the wainscot or chair rail, the placement of a picture mold, and certainly all the moldings in a room displayed classical proportions. If your trim has gone missing and you're ever wondering about the height of your base or the placement of your chair rail, you can always know what's right by studying the classical rules. But first, forget one rule you may have picked up. Never establish the height of the chair rail by measuring the back of the chairs. This is the fastest way to mess up a room's architectural feel and totally destroy its form. The classical system interrelated the base, crown, and casing are all proportional. The height of a chair, while seemingly functional solution, 
has nothing to do with the scale of the architecture of the room. It's merely an element placed inside. Also keep in mind that traditional chair rails heights don't apply to functional rooms in historic houses, like bathrooms and kitchens. Cleanliness and sanitation were important in these work and service areas. So chair rails were often as high as four or five feet. Think of a kitchen backsplash. If your countertops are 36 inches high, a four to five inch wainscot makes sense because sloshing water shouldn't get much higher than a foot over the counter. Let's just talk about a few rules for success. A number of quick rules can help you determine an appropriate height for a chair rail in your uh, new colonial dwelling. These aren't set in stone, but they're just a good starting point. It's never 36 inches high. This is the classical rule that's broken most often when installing a chair rail. Architecturally speaking, your ceiling would need to be at least 12 feet tall or up to 15 feet tall in order for the chair, chair rail wainscot to be 36 inches off the ground. In most American homes with 8 to 10 foot ceilings, a 3 foot chair rail is totally wrong. Next, the chair rail should ground the room. It, it should act as a proportional divider that actually makes the ceiling feel taller. In most 8 to 10 foot high rooms, a chair rail should be somewhere between 28 and 32 inches from the floor. This height will be based on other architectural elements in the room that may need to be tied together also. Next, often the chair rail should be at least the height of the windowsill. This is especially true in classical or colonial style homes, where rooms are tied together architecturally with moldings. When window and door moldings connect nicely, the room appears more organized and composed and is more pleasing to the eye. This treatment is very common with period colonial rooms like those at the Winter Tour Museum or the Samuel Shivers House in historic Woodstown, New Jersey. So this is Greg Perry, um, just giving us a brief taste of the golden mean, of the golden rectangle, the golden triangle, classic Greek architecture. We'll be delving into this at a later, later episode in a bit more depth, but uh, just a primer here on tonight's episode. Greg Perry signing out. Thanks for listening.